Well, I want to give a quick update on the iPad lifestyle or the default lifestyle or whatever. So it's, uh, first of all, the iPad Pro with the pencil and the keyboard still great. I mean, it is, uh, in uh, looking back, it is kind of expensive. So there's that. <laughs> I mean, it's that, that the whole keyboard. No getting around is, that part, yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know what the deal is. But anyway, I mean, I do know what the deal is. But, you know, I was trying to use Apple Notes because that's a default thing. And it is it is much better than I thought it would be, but I found it very lacking. It's still in that category of Apple applications that just seem like they're not trying hard enough. You know, like like they don't have it just seems too toyish. It's just really weird. Well, what broke and, you? Uh, what was the thing you were trying to do with the probably with your pencil and you're like, I just I can't it doesn't do it. It won't do it. What yeah, was that? Yeah. You must have the you moment. know, it just it just so, okay, one thing is I really like to be able to set my own background for, like, the 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 drawing stuff, that the, 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 you know, writing notes, right? And uh, you can't do that. And then it's just like... Wait a minute, let's pause there. Like, so you just can't yeah. go with, like, a white background? You're like, I need, a, I need a black, I need a deep blue. Do you, like, pick per note? Yeah, like, yeah. What's your... Uh, yeah. What's Listen, the structure I, here? I don't have my iPad with me here, so I'm not going to wait. Thank you for all of us. I think we got a lot of feedback about that episode. That was, you know, and I'm not editing any more pictures, but go on. So you're like, you're in like a mood. You're like, this is a deep blue background. No, right? no, no. Okay. Okay. So what I like to use is this thing called good notes, which you just, you can write with your pencil. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, as it would imply, it's good. And you can put your own background for the pages. So I have this really old, like scan of some old vintage graph paper in there. Mm -hmm. And I like writing on that. That's all. Okay, so they, you need a graph paper background, is what what the bottom line. Yeah, is on that. or okay. just or just a background, right? It seems it, reasonable. Know, it seems like yeah. you should be able to do a grid, like snap to grid kind of thing. So. Yeah, and then and then also the other thing I was anticipating, I thought so. Uh, an advantage of the defaults lifestyle should be that you get full support for all the whiz bang stuff, right? So I was thinking, if I use Apple Notes. Uh, I will be able to go and use Siri shortcuts to just do all sorts of crazy stuff with creating notes and appending notes and things like that. But you can't like it only creates like a really stupid type of note, like just like a plain text note. And it doesn't even like let you set the creation date on the note. It doesn't let you set all the attributes. And now why is this a problem? Because I like to use drafts just to note things quickly but like, if I want to write something in drafts, I want to put it in my more, more permanent, as you used to say, Brandon, my stock, uh, my my stock area. But the dates need to match up, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to mm -hmm. I don't want to write something in drafts on Tuesday, and then next Wednesday remember to move it into notes, and now my dates are all screwed up. Gotcha. And so it's it's just like, and and also you can't put links to notes to notes to it's just like it's it's not for me it's just too simple maybe i'll revisit it at some point but have you considered I, not taking notes that is another way to solve this problem that i well, find works wow. extremely well brandon you're blowing my mind now because this feels like yet another yet another thing to put in my to-do list of like my no, that's no point. Like, ultimate don't, goals don't well if you put it you can put it in a to-do list but the to-do cannot have a note that would be that would be the first thing there okay just, just kill it yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I hear what you're saying. 
I'm, I kind of I kind of like that. People idea. are recommending. There's some talk about the moleskin, so I'll just give people a quick background. For a long time, maybe Kote probably still has a moleskin, like right now, either in his desk or yeah. <laughs> as he pulls it out of pocket, he probably already has that. So Kote, I, oh, there I it is. Look at that. That is probably the. Is that a John Dickerson moleskin? Um, no. Uh, this oh, actually, you don't have I'm, that. I haven't carried a moleskin in a while, but I okay. got this in, in Copenhagen. Right, so it's, Kote, like the, it's like the tiny one. It is not yeah, the like, moleskin. I like so to I'll, do math. I'll, yeah. So. Yeah, well, one, uh, people are giving some feedback. You can't be hipster, but uh, if, if you know Cote Dal, he's somewhere in that house. There is a moleskin somewhere. We won't have time. Oh to no, that one is moleskin brand. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Sure. Oh, okay. And I have I have about five of the the John Dickinson reporter notebooks. Uh, to be sure, this is a man who has taken you and John Dickerson should have an entire episode about note taking. Mm. I think that would be that man has the passion of note taking that you bring to the table as well. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, other than that. The default lifestyle is going all right. It's I think I think uh, I think I can I can agree it's with it. Living. I think I think the only other major update is that I've uh, fully switched to using Safari. So uh, I'm, I'm all oh, into wow. that. Wow! Now that's a big step. How's it going? How, how many days are into this? It's great. Like, more than a day. How many uh, days are into this? Do they make Chrome for the iPad? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't even know. But no, I, I got I got to oh that reminds me of what my recommendation was gonna be. I kept I kept forgetting. I should have written taken a note uh so that I remember. But uh I've only had to use Chrome for two things. One, the uh the translate work. function. One was work. In- what else? Go on. Yeah, well, tra- <laughs> which, yes, one was for work. I ha- I was in a uh Frost and Sullivan hosted webinar thing mm-hmm. and whew, they were very very well produced and 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 their thing required chrome anyways uh but the translate thing that safari has it doesn't have uh dutch or as they like to say netherlands in it uh so i have to use chrome chrome every now and then so i can uh read some dutch stuff like the article that someone sent about avocado hand i had to uh, run that through <laughs> chrome to translate to see what was uh what was happening but uh yeah safari's nice thing things are uh things are going well with that so i recommend uh, don't use Apple Notes. Check out Safari. Hey, it's me. This episode is brought to you by Teleport. Teleport is built by engineers for engineers and provides consolidated access to all computing resources such as servers, Kubernetes clusters, or internal applications across all environments. Teleport is quick to implement, easy to use, and allows you to Secure your infrastructure, such as servers, application, and data. Gain complete visibility into access and behavior. Ensure compliance with security requirements. Watch a demo, download the free version, or sign up for cloud at goteleport.com. Again, that's goteleport.com. And of course, thanks to Teleport for sponsoring our show. So I've been really looking forward to our discussion this week because I think between the two of you, uh, you can help sort out what this uh, one, what is it? CentOS is that the right way to say it? Uh, how else would you say it? Hey, listen, I've been in software a long time. Oh, okay. I'm sure there's like 50 different ways you could say that. Like, like it could be like. This actually uh, was oh done. I mean, CentOS by... is. I think I've heard CentOS. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I, I don't oh, yeah, think that's yeah, like yeah. unheard of. That's not crazy. No, I, no. I mean... I, I'm just. I'm having flashbacks to the AMI Ami, and I'm trying to think if yeah, there's like yeah. you know a Cientos or you know. That's... 
<laughs> you know, you know, like for example, maybe Core OS, someone was being clever and they wanted to pronounce it chorus, as in there are many of us singing together to unify into one like voice. Oreos, I hope no one did that. Wasn't that. Even <laughs> that doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. Well, so okay. So let me try to summarize this and y'all tell me where, where I've got it wrong. So you got you got CentOS, and I think version eight is the current uh, everything's hunky-dory version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the deal with CentOS is you take the code that they use to build RHEL, Red Hat Enterprise Linux, which is hardened uh, and uh, enterprise-grade, and you can pay to get support for it and all of that. And the CentOS people were like, what if I took that source code and you don't have to pay for it? And then you can just run that, right? Like, that's the whole CentOS Cent OS, CentOS, Coros, not Coros. That's the <laughs> idea. <laughs> that, that, that's yet another Linux distro they bought and killed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's another one. That's another one. Oh, hey, uh, I guess it's a prequel to my rant. So, so what they, what they, and by they, this might be an interesting point of nuance to sort out. I'm just going to shorthand to they that it's Red Hat. Yes. But when I was reading the wiki page but, about CentOS, it's a little more. There's a it's it's kind of like we were talking a while ago about the um, that Google foundation that owns the trademark for Istio, where like it sounds like with CentOS, they 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 employ most all of the CentOS people, they being Red Hat. They have a governing board and they own the trademarks, which right. is enough of a they in open source. Well, I, I think guess. the governing board has stipulated that they will always have the voting majority part of when they bought Cent. CentOS uh, to do okay. that. So that's right. the yeah. part, right? So that's the part where Red Hat, own, like Red Hat can direct it however it wants based on that. I see. Yep. So, so what they've changed is they're basically saying we will no longer do see this. what we were doing before. We will no longer do a stable <laughs> build. And now we're going to change it to stream, which yes. is basically, I'm going to make a, an analogy that I learned. It was it was uh, the bearded dude at CoreOS who used to explain it this way. Not CentOS, but the CoreOS uh, yeah. founder yeah. guy. Yep. He was like, he was like, we wanted to make the 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 Chrome browser updating of Linux, where basically like you know the Chrome browser just updates. It's kind of politely asked you, but it updates whenever it wants to. Uh, and uh, it sounds like that's what they want to do with CentOS, and that's why they call yeah. it Stream, because also because you get it. Stream has double meanings because it is upstream to Rel, which is to say, yes. Rel is like I'm going to use animal names. Rel is version dog, and after <laughs> version dog come version comes version wolf, and version wolf is upstream. And so, like, all of those new features are going to be... Aren't... My analogy's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible, because wolves are the ancestors of dogs. you got it all flipped around. I know, all I know, but, I, but I, what, as I was talking about upstream. it, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. think about what the evolution of a dog you was. did not land is, it, There yes. isn't one. The dog is no, a cul-de-sac. It... There's no... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. So, so, CentOS was the, hey, I'm too cheap to pay for RHEL, and I get this rebranded binary compatible... Uh, distro, right? I get exactly, you know, when when I when I grab myself a Red Hat 8.1 and then I grab a CentOS 8.1, you know, it's been recompiled and the the trademark stripped out, but it's the same thing, you know, and yeah. and that's been the promise of CentOS for a long time, and and people are used to that, and you know, there would be people who would run CentOS and complain that it didn't have the latest packages 
or you know the updates that they wanted yep. and so like other package repositories showed up um you know just like they showed up for red for rel that were not the core packages that were like hey here's you know the extended universe to, to use the ubuntu terminology you know here's the you know upstream here's new versions of packages for your inclusion and so like that was the way that ecosystem kind of worked um you know and people will complain that centos was slow but really you're not complaining that CentOS is slow. You're complaining that RHEL is slow. But I think you also need to mention here, right, the, the lifetime maintenance, right? The fact that it was supported, that was seemed to be another key thing we talked about. It's like, well, these yep. would have like a 10-year yeah, yeah. support window. So, so, of course, you're not getting the latest stuff, but you were on a very, at some point, you felt like you were on a very stable operating system with a long runway of support ahead of you. Yeah. That seemed to be the yeah. key oh, selling point. Exactly. Like and four more years of, of, you know, of Red Hat 7. So, so, okay, so then this comes to the roundup of, of my, my summary, which is, okay, so they're like, we're not going to have, let's just call it, we're not going to have stable, a stable release model. We just have ongoing updates of stuff, right? There's no, like, you stream, can, you can, baby stream. Yeah. Yeah. We're streaming. You can, you can run, you can run CentOS, you know, you, the CentOS version that you're running is like yesterday's, whereas I'm running today's, right? I mean, it, exactly. or it could be, it could be hourly, who knows? Just like and, the stream. Every time you step in it, it's different. That's right. It's it's the Heraclitus <laughs> distribution, and and like I think uh, so. Uh, that guy also really liked fire, fire and water. <laughs> Is that another band from the Southern Cross? I need to look that up. Uh, anyhow, so it seems like a lot of people were using CentOS. Actually, I have no idea how many. The, like various articles a say lot. various things, but a lot, a lot. And this is this is where this is where it seems like there's a lot of, you know, eye rolling, complaining going on, which is like so. So all these people are upset that uh, Red Hat is switching over from a stable version to the stream thing, and I mean, I'm they must be. I'm about to make a really shitty jerky joke here, but they must be getting upset because they're trying to get a refund for those big EULAs they signed <laughs> because, because the expectations have changed. Exactly. Is that, um, is that you, why they're you, so You angry? get what you pay for. Yes, right. you get what but, you uh, pay Before we get into this, one other thing. Someone said in the Software Defined Talk Slack that like Red Hat was moving to a stream like release cycle. Because at one I, point, I was going to say, we can maybe let's try to start the actually most generous, most optimistic way of doing this so that like they came from a place of trying to help the community there was this change in and in, in matt i'd like you to like correct me here like red hat was moving to str to the stream model whatever and therefore they decided that oh well it makes sense to move CentOS to that model like would that be the most generous reading of this as to why this decision was made i i have heard that too and i haven't seen it right so um, if Red Hat 9, 8, you know, whichever one is the one that's going to switch to the streaming model, if they're not going to have point releases, if there's not going to be you know, a 9.1, 9.2 like previously, sure, that's great. I guess they're letting CentOS get the jump on being the early adopters for that. But you know, for Red Hat 8, there's still 8.0, 8.1, 8.2. And that's what people are using. Yeah, sure. And that's what people are doing right now. right? And I, should, I yeah. think at one so, point we should say it's, by some measures, I mean, it is one of like the most popular or one of the most popular, you know, operating systems used. So, I mean, it is, I mean, to your point about like, oh, yeah. I understand yeah. like people haven't paid, but it's like you are staring 
If you're shepherding this project, it's not like this is a small use case. It's like lots of people are using this and depending on it. So I don't know, that has to kind of go into the decision, right? It's like, well, we don't, we have millions or maybe even more of people depending on this. So if we make this change, we should expect a lot of blowback. I Mm -hmm. I think the, the P the reason the, the core of the reason people are really aggrieved is CentOS was independent for a long time. Red Hat acquired them prior to the IBM acquisition. And they're like, nothing's changing. We're just, you know, making sure that these CentOS people have a nice day job and, you know, we like what they're doing. We want to help them out. And everyone's like, all right, that's cool. And then IBM acquires them. And like, you know, IBM's like, oh, we're going to keep our hands off. Everything's fine. And so people are like, okay, IBM, we're watching you. And here we are today where they're like, you know what? Maybe we're switching Red Hat 9 to this new model. CentOS is going first. And you know what? Those point releases that you know we're still releasing for 8.1, 8.2, we're stopping that. That's the kicker, right? If they did both, if there was a CentOS, you know, classic and a CentOS streams, people would shut up. Right. Right. So this would be the and, and, the, and that is the point. Should that we call the this the, like the least generous or the most profitable way to look at it? So the, I mean, I guess the only other thing to look at this is that this is a uh, way to like incent people to buy rel licenses right i mean there's like well, no uh, other oh, yeah, way yeah. And, and, i don't know like what and, else and, and, like what is the, I, I don't know like, even you're super generous it's hard to get there like like what is well, the most because, generous but wait, but you get to the, like the, the the profitable one is just like well we'll just do this and even if it's a small fraction of the people using it it'll still probably turn out to be a lot of money so i mean i don't know i don't know how else to read it absolutely hmm. they're like you know, we, we bought the community and we turned it off. Right. Yeah. Now, I do think we have to go back in time, Dow. <laughs> I, I get on the whole point about what was promised that during the acquisition, but I don't know. I mean, I look at it like as soon as you decided to sell and one of the stipulations are I'm going to get this money and I want the money and I'm in turn, I'm giving up. Uh, I'm going to agree to a, a majority uh, board of Red Hat. Like, I mean, at that point, like you're, you've kind of made your bed. Right. Like you, you, Oh yeah. it is what it is. Like yeah. you took the money. So I, I think it's like, we shouldn't, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say like, no one should be shocked. This is happening. Like, this is not something it, it, like it, you could have not predicted at during, you know, pro- I don't know. I don't, even if did we even cover it, I don't know when the acquisition went down, but like, I would like to go back in time and say like, yeah, yeah, we probably would have said something like, well, we'll see how it goes. It'll probably be okay for a couple of <laughs> years. Like, I don't know. So I'll have to yeah. go back in the episodes to see what we really said, but I'm pretty sure we would have channeled something like that. Like, Probably okay for a while, but probably some changes are coming. Would be my guess. Well, and and when the IBM acquisition happened, everyone's like, ah, they say it'll be fine, but you know something's going to happen that people are going to point back to this, and here we are, right? Yeah. And you know, and and now probably, you know, probably the people who were involved in the CentOS acquisition have like you know golden handcuffs that have expired, you know, or whatever, and you know, there's already a CentOS replacement coming out called Rocky Linux. And, you know, the, one of the CentOS, you know, core people has already started, you know, a new package. Um, Scientific Linux was around for a long time. Uh, Fermi Labs ran that. It was the same thing, you know, where it was just a, re- uh, you know, a, a remove the trademarks and recompile. They shut down with 7.9. So that could get, re- you know, restarted. Something will replace it. Um, and then, right, of course, so there's right all- now, okay, this is the question because it's happening right now. And it's all Rocky Linux. So let's assume it's that one. So almost for sure, something's going to replace it. Probably Rocky Linux, maybe something similar. But what advice? So I think this would be the moment. Like if you're going to do it, 
if someone's going to start it off, it's like, okay, that's a good idea. Now just know you probably want to set it up so that you never have to sell it. Or when you sell it, we will all be repeating the circle of life here in a few years, just like we do with monitoring companies and all these other things. And maybe that's okay. Like, I don't know. I mean, we've been doing it so long. We all seem to make good money doing this. It's fine. But like, this is the moment where it's like, when you set this up, please do not take a lot of venture capital. Please set it up in a financially sustainable way. Like like VC does not say, you know where the money is? Things that are completely free with no profit. I agree. That's what someone needs to do. It's like, there's no money in this. Absolutely no money upside for anyone. That's how we almost need to pitch this project. A lifestyle business, right? You get, you get some people to throw you some, you know, some, some e-bucks or some Bitcoin or, you know, uh, whatever, and, and and your get tip jar, and you know you keep it running, and you know there's gonna be like two or three dudes. Like, who is the most who, neutral company that could throw some money? Like, I was thinking, I know Facebook is in the news for all the bad things. Maybe this would be a nice. Well, gesture. the funny thing was before the acquisition, it would have been IBM. Right, right, but now of course they're not. So I'm just like, which company could say like, hey, we all benefit from having this. I'm gonna throw in a couple million dollars to get this going, and I want it to Bloomberg. stay that way. Bloomberg. <laughs> not a vendor. That's what I'm saying. Like, it has who, to be like, that's what I'm saying. Maybe a large social media, yeah. some companies that do not make any money Facebook, by selling right? Facebook, Snap, yeah. you know, maybe some TikTok. You know, I don't know. Like, yeah. who, who, it, they're it, running it a lot of servers. Like cloud vendor, right? it, it can't be Microsoft or it, probably Amazon would do it just to, because, you know, that's but don't the they already have, they, they have their, already have their, their version. They got their Amazon Linux, right? They, you, you, they, get, they you get Am- some chip people to do it, like Intel or NVIDIA or exactly. AMD, right? Yeah, because they, because they, you know, like it would be like if uh, the uh, Frito-Lay company gave away queso for free, right? Oh, like like you get, you, you get the queso, but you're going to have to buy the chips, right? And so. Mm-hmm. Feels like a bad just, time to ask Intel, I'm just saying, maybe NVIDIA or something. Like maybe we need to go with different groups. I know. Like, I, definitely. It needs to be Apple. So they have uh, two distros to run on their M1 chip, right? Yes. That's, that's, that's what, and that way, that way. Uh, that would you know, be, something. but you know, Apple would actually be a fun one to do it. Like if they did no. it, that would be an interesting, uh, like Apple meeting of the minds. Apple does not care. Yeah, you know, you know well, ba- based on based on my listen, yeah, have you checked out my... Apple TV Plus? There's plenty of shows that are not that good. They could just throw a little bit of that money to getting us an operating system. It would just yeah. be like whatever, just be like that show in the UK, yeah. the soccer coach. It's I, like I, it doesn't even I, matter to them. They have so much money. Like who cares? You know, just write it off. I've been enjoying Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, based on my experience of using Apple stuff, they would work really hard on it for a couple of years and then check in five years later. No, but I just think we just don't, we, we, all you really are asking is for the money. You're just saying, Hey, please fund this. Like what, almost like a studio. They don't need to do any work. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like, you know, two people, three people, their CICD bills and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, maybe 500 grand a year to keep that thing rolling. So Um, let me, let me, let me, let me sum up here a little bit. One, I was looking this up while y'all were talking. Uh, I don't think. As far as I can tell, CentOS was acquired. Some, if you go look at the press releases and the news, it's sort of like Red Hat took on sponsorship and stewardship for their product, right? And probably there's some write-ups. I bet if I went to look for it, there would be like you know a 20-page write-up from Stephen O'Grady uh, about this. Maybe Donnie was there at the time. I forget. But you know, also somehow they got the trademarks and set up that foundation. So 
there must have been like um <clears throat> somebody paid for those trademarks yeah there must have been money changing hands and things like that but not like a classic acquisition uh going on down there which but still it it is that point and, and then two it seems like well two i have confirmed that no one pays for it so it's free but <laughs> but i i think i think the thing that that is is uh going on that is more interesting right is this idea of like uh, I think the word I've seen used is like betrayal, right? Like if there were sort of promises made explicit or like what's what uh, implied? What, what what's like a cultural thing? Like you know, we don't explicitly Norms. state that I'm not that I'm not going to yeah. stab you in the face every time I see you, but it's sort of like unwritten rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's very, sort of it's like very Trumpian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so it's almost it's, it's almost sort of like all these all these uh Many people have built their stuff depending on this norm of how CentOS was going to run, but yep. then oh, that's a good analogy. But then you get you get uh, someone comes in, it turns out they're just norms, and there you know there's no rules. It's just yes. sort of like the way things were going. So, but if you're going to violate that the norm, that does leave people, leave I was going to say though, but bad. if you were going to violate the norm, I think one, it would say like I think that would be more easily accepted if one. People could say, well, this is here's my rationale for violating this norm. Things have changed. And you could yeah, articulate yeah. like a pretty convincing other side. I think we struggle, even ourselves. Like, I mean, <laughs> when you put on your most generous look at this, you're like, totally. Totally. you're like, and, yeah, and you that's, struggle. That's, that's the fourth thing is as you are walking through Brandon, like what are the scenarios of why would you do this? The the one that like is is uh the official word or whatever is like because we favor the people who wanted to have more updates more frequently. They wanted to have new stuff, right? That's what yeah. I think is in a, a, a blog. Yeah, that, that's, that's the spin, yes. But then, but then to Brandon's point, well, why don't you do both, right? Like, and, yes. and then to the point that you two have both added, like the amount of money you would have to pay in salary for staff is nothing compared to, you know, billions of dollars. <laughs> Right. This is, this is some good advice. <laughs> wait, that I, wait, wait. The spreadsheets yeah. are in charge here. Yeah. This is this is some good framing that Andrew, our friend Andrew Clay Schaefer, gave me once when we were talking about salary, and he was like, "Cote, these companies make so much money; they don't care how much they pay you, right? Like you're just like it is an insignificant amount of money compared to how many billions of dollars they make a quarter. So don't." And he was telling me this because I was like, I don't know, should I, am I really worth this amount of money? And he's like, uh, anyways, but so to that point, it's just like, yeah, or, you know, you could probably also double the team working on this and no one would care. Right. Ultimately. Right. Like, yeah. which means nobody would notice. Yeah. Which, because that didn't happen, uh, I guess it's not valued that much or something. I don't know. It is, it is, uh, but then that gets to the next thing, which is like, okay, so you could have a strategy that like. If I keep giving away this queso, no one's going to buy the queso I'm trying to sell. So, like, I'm going to stop giving away the queso. They're already buying the chips. And then maybe they'll be forced to come buy my uh, my queso instead of just taking the free one. So maybe you're trying to shuffle people to uh, to to buy the uh I, 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 I think the analogy chip. flipped here, though. They're giving away the chips to get people to pay for queso. Yes. There you go, Matt. <laughs> you know, because the chips and salsa come out, and they're like, would you like some queso, some guac? And you're like, I'm cool. Your salsa's good. And, but other places, you're like, I'm going to need some queso. And they're like, would you like an ELA on that? And that queso is expensive. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right. But you know who nobody's talking about? Nobody's like, you know, screw it. I'm going to Oracle. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I also also I think so. You know, there's the uh, the regular tempest in a teapot, or is it a teacup? Teacup. Because teapot would be more concerning. Uh, but a, a tempest in a, in a teacup going on here. But I think longer term, it's another kind of like when we were talking about um, uh, Docker wanting to charge for a service that it was providing for free uh, mm-hmm. a while back. And, uh, you know, this stuff comes up every now and then that, like, you know, living cost money, whether you're a bag of yes. meat or a bag of bits or whatever, right? And uh, it's got to be paid for somehow. So we'll see how this develops. Maybe something will come along. But I have I have a feeling, as with a lot of these things, that uh, we'll all talk about it, people enjoy listening about it, and then next week we'll forget that it ever happened. And uh, we'll just... Well, that, that, that's, because, that's because, you know, we've got like four years till this kicks in. <laughs> this can... You can you can go and erase your um, what was the end date for the Windows not working anymore? Twenty eighteen of last year, right? Yeah, you or, need to but, you, but you, you know need to turn your arm is. over and and yes. tattoo this new date into your arm. Yes, yes. This month is the Red Hat six EOL, mm. right? And I have customers complaining about it, right? And this is ten years after the last release of Red Hat six. I have customers complaining about it. Now that's a that's a stable OS right there. Thing, well, thing. that's what people are saying, well, and, and and you know they're like, you mean in in six years I'm going to have to worry about losing CentOS? Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, I've got all these different cables I have to deal with. They just <laughs> they just keep getting better and better. Hello from Twilio. Today's show is sponsored by Twilio. Businesses all over the world right now are trying to reinvent how they connect with the world. Whether you're delivering packages, treating patients, or running a global customer support center, your customers need you to invent new ways to stay connected. Twilio is the platform that millions of developers trust to build seamless communications experiences with phone calls, text messages, video calls, and more. Whatever your use case, Twilio has your back. It's time to build. Visit twilio.com to learn more. And of course, we thank Twilio for sponsoring our show. Well, in related news, this is another, the uh, the new version of Kubernetes is out and they drop support for a Docker thing in there. Now, you know, I like to talk about digital transformation, so I'm I'm way up the stack. Yes. So can so can one of you explain? Because boy, I tell you what, like the blog posts around this were were very much so. It looked like, from from my perspective of being completely ignorant of these types of things, it looks like someone went and like you know lit a fire and it was like no 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 everything's fine and then they put the fire out. Like it was a big wow. big to do that they were having. So. Yeah. It must be a much bigger deal than than I understand about it because they were trying to calm people down about it being totally fine. But what what's 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 actually going on there? I, I I'm in the this is not a fire <laughs> group. The the Cento saying much bigger deal, much bigger bait and switch, right? This was hey Kubernetes uh, several years ago said we're introducing a an API standard for running your containers. Uh, mm-hmm. For the for the daemon, and you know uh, there are three implementations or two and a half implementations, right? You've got your container, uh, container D, I guess. Um, speaking of pronunciations, and you've got your CRIO thing, um, and those are just the things that run the containers. Why didn't they right? just and, go with the canine naming system that I came up with earlier? That... <laughs> oh, my God. So yesterday, my, my daughter went to the pet store uh, here in Australia. They still sell puppies in stores here. 
It's kind of weird. Like they don't do that in the U.S. anymore, right? Mm-hmm. You don't see your PetSmart that has like you know the puppy mill branded you know beagles or whatever. They had every single crossbreed. They're like, you know what people love? Labradoodles. You know what we're going to do? We're going to mix every dog with every other dog. And that's your naming scheme, right? You've got your beagles plus your you know, corgis, and we'll call them a, a Bjorgi or something, right? They had like all these weird crossbreeds. Anyway, back to, back to Kubernetes. Speaking of crossbreeds. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a terrible naming scheme in there of mixing breeds together. Um, you know, poodles plus pugs to get you a puggle is, uh, anyway, the, <laughs> the container runtime, um, was supposed to be this single purpose daemon that only did one thing. Right. And there were two pure implementations of it. And then, but they also had this shim layer that you could put on top of the classic Docker daemon, um, the, the Docker shim for, for Kubernetes. And there were still people using that. And what they were saying at this point is like, look, we're deprecating that thing. We're not going to maintain it in Kubernetes. You know, Mm -hmm. use one of these stripped down container managers because that Docker thing over there is huge. And nobody really runs it in production and they probably shouldn't. And so, you know, the, the blog article is like, look, we've deprecated this thing. We told you 18 months ago we were deprecating it and now we removed it. That's, that's I would give not, them a lot of credit here because I think the what they were trying to point out was the fact that Docker, the term Docker, is so heavily overloaded that it can, it feels like it can mean lots of different things. So they, I think, when they were all the blog posts is like you know we've removed Docker, don't worry, was about oh we're not talking about this in Docker or this in Docker and this in Docker. Mm, we're talking mm. about this one thing that Matt just outlined that really is not going to affect you in any way. You can still and as they kind of outline. Docker to build your images, Docker to pull your images, Docker, like all of that doesn't change. So, uh, you know, yes. it's one of those things like, you know, in the end, I guess it'll be part of this long, you know, the, the retrospective someone writes on Docker. It's like, well, the fact that they named everything the same kind of worked, right? I mean, it's super strong brand, <laughs> but it also kind of made everything confusing. And the fact that they didn't really, they and weren't scary. able to sell. Um, yeah. You can see why back to that Microsoft, whatever that several billion dollar acquisition offer that was alleged, right? And it's like, yeah there's a lot of value in the brand, right? And, and you kind of see now that they're unwinding it, it's like, oh, okay, it'll slowly, and this will just, is just another indication. It's like, yeah, we're not really talking about that anymore. We're talking about this one little part of running a container that yes. really has nothing to do with Docker. And even Docker doesn't seem to, they're like, yeah, we agree with this. They weren't like, oh, yeah. why are you doing this? Like, no, this makes sense. So, so it was- uh, <laughs> We hate you so much for, for taking away this tiny edge functionality that no end consumer of Kubernetes should yeah, ever no. know about. And I agree. And also too, like, you know, you can almost contrast these announcements. It's like, they did a good job communicating the fact that it wasn't going to be a big deal. I don't think there's been really any backlash. Well communicated, plenty of time, plenty of heads up. I mean, you contrast that to CentOS, right? And it's like, you know, all you see is article after article and people just getting more and more angry. It's like, well, probably should have thought through that world out a little bit differently. This is a a good angle on it, which allows me to elide any sort of technical requirements to know anything. And that is, that is, it's a, it's a, it's a potentially, I'm just, uh, you know, I, I don't really know, but it's a potentially good example of effective uh, no one likes PR anymore, but effective comms where like you're understanding we're doing this thing and uh, probably it's going to be perceived in a weird way. So we got to work on, as we used to say, the optics. Do people still say optics in corporate oh, sure. land? Oh, so yeah. yeah, 
Definitely. It's a good, it's, it's a good, it's a good uh, self-knowledge of and control of the optics of a situation, even if you're being uh, overly proactive, right? Like, even if everyone agrees, every, all, all the people that you're in agreement with agree that it's no big deal, but you're like, I don't know, man, someone could take this and run with it and be like, you know, Kubernetes community dumps Docker, you know, <laughs> what next? No, I was going to say, the, but the, what, the I go one step further. The person that wrote the headline for the blog or the announcement, I mean, I don't know if it's a copywriter. I don't know if it's a communications professional. I don't know if it's just somebody on the tech team. It's like perfect, right? It's like, it says something like, I can't remember it verbatim, but it was like, we're deprecating Docker. Don't worry. It'll be fine. And it was don't like, panic. I yeah. mean, the, or don't panic. That's what it was. And it was like, that headline, you could read that. You could know that and just know like, oh, they're doing something, but it's going to be fine. Right. Like you didn't have yeah. to read the article. And it's like, so often it would be like, it would say something like uh, introducing uh, Docker, moving to the next generation. You know, it would say something that you had no idea what, what was really happening. That headline was perfect. So kudos to the like writer. A, it's like, it's, it's almost like 10 authors of that post. Oh yeah. It's almost like a McKinsey <laughs> title for a slide, right? Like you want a McKinsey yes. title to tell you like, what someone should think about that slide, an actionable thing. Yeah, right? I mean, and, ten, 10 people pitched in to make sure that you don't freak out. Right? Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't know if they all read, or if they all edited it, but the fact that they had the headline followed by 10 names that are somewhat recognizable, if you're kind of following this, kind of just, it just literally, like, by the four, you're just a fourth into the article, like, you kind of already feel safe. You're like, okay, they're doing this you know, thing. It's people I trust. I think it's going to be fine. Now let me read through the details. And then you're like, oh, you get to the end. You're like, oh, yeah, this is fine. This is a non-event. So I, th- I think, I think, I think this, uh, uh, let's do the cliff notes at this point. We've got a, we've got a good, uh, good, good wrap up here. These two things. This week's episode number 275 software defined talk. Uh, CentOS announcement, optics not well managed. <laughs> Docker being removed from Kubernetes, excellent optic manage. Don't worry about it. I mean, we could go, let's workshop it a little bit. We could go like this. CentOS screwed you over. Docker, just fine. (laughs) Like, I think you could just like, you kind of already know what you need to know at that point, right? It's like, okay, you know, you know where to be mad. Yeah. Hmm. And I want to say though, if we are not, like I tried, I've tried, I've thought about this in preparation for the episodes. Like we should be really generous to this. Like we should come up and and rationalize why they're doing it. So I don't know. I struggle with it. If someone in the I, Slack or someone else can like, I just want to give equal time. I'm like, maybe we just still missed it. Maybe we didn't get it. I, but like, feel free to tell us. I'll read it on the, on the show. We'll have you on the show. You can explain it, whatever. But it's hard. This is hard. You're putting us in a difficult position yeah. to, well, to interpret you, you this. Know, you know, well, and, 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 it would have been so easy, right? Yeah. The, the rationalization is there. They're like, you know, oh, we're, we're introducing this you know, stable streaming thing. So you get the latest updates. And then people are like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And then they're like, Oh, by the way, that point release that all the enterprises use to just not pay for REL, we're getting rid of that, right? And then they're like, contact your salesperson. Right. <laughs> and then I think to was, expand the window too, right? Just be a give longer window and say, hey, we're giving you plenty of heads up. Like I know four years seems like a long time, but as Matt and I both know, in the enterprise software world, four years is not a long time. Like people need no, a long time. No. So I think I'm you could have handled a lot better. Business. Very small things. You could have won this announcement. We're giving you a heads up. This is the future. And even just say, like, even maybe call the Rocky Linux people. It's like, hey, we're getting away from this. You want back in? You want to go take this over? Right? You know, have some transition. So you know, yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of ways to win that announcement that they missed out on. 
Well, well, here, here is my softening of anything that I said that seems harsh to follow on you two, uh, which is like, uh, I mean, I mean, you can probably guess my position from the jerky thing I said is like, so, but it was, it's free. <laughs> right. Like, like, I mean, you know, there, I don't, there's no, there's no end user license agreement for free. I mean, technically there is, depending on the license and things like that. But it's just sort of like, yeah, and and this is not a uh, uh, a victim blaming or whatever, right? It's like, yeah, it does suck. And and then I think, but then it shifts it to like, I think for someone like, uh, well, it's not actually the case for any tech company, but someone like Red Hat, where they're they're uh, they're part of their currency is like how the community values them and thinks about them. It is consequential and important to them um on the other hand you know it's free so like that's that's, <laughs> that's, it, that's it, it's it's, it's it, oh, what i what i'm saying and and again it, you know as someone who doesn't participate i feel like i'm someone who's like criticizing you know the kids doing dancing in tiktok or something something i just know <laughs> nothing about and it seems weird to me but like uh yeah it sucks but like that's that's like the risk that you take on when you get something for free right that yes. the, that that's not under your control and that you don't absolutely. have leverage over is that absolutely. the norms can change yeah <laughs> and, oh, well, and which is and there's no and there's no recourse except to be upset about it and in this case i mean that's a and again because it's such a community heavy uh situation being upset and getting a bunch of other people to be upset you with you can be very effective. But on the other hand, it's just like, yeah, man, you got it. That's a risk. <laughs> but anyhow. <laughs> well, which is funny because when when IBM acquired Red Hat, one of my large customers, um, they told me, like, we need to switch to Ubuntu mm. off of CentOS. And I was like, really? Why? You know, they're like, IBM's going to do this. And literally, this was like a week after the acquisition. And, you know, they, they have gone through this transition. They're now on, you know, Ubuntu 1804, 2004. And, you know, at the time, <laughs> probably until last week, I thought they were nuts. And, you know, to make such, because we're talking like 80,000 nodes, right? You know, 80,000 non-Red Hat paying nodes, you know, have made the transition to not paying Canonical, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, what's what's also weird about this is, CentOS 7 is going to be supported until the end of 2024, and CentOS 8.1 ends at the end of 20 of next year. Mm. So, so they're just stopping. They're not even. I, I just went back and reread the blog post. They're not like, oh, eight will be the last one. They're like, we're done with eight at the end of next year. We don't care that it's got you know 11 more years of support out there. We're just not doing it. So that's that doesn't help Red Hat's case either. <laughs> Man, I should have, you know, I'm I'm realizing, you know, I should have just always worked at Microsoft because this whole like, you know, getting software for free just baffles my mind. It's just like but, that as, as as far as like an ongoing business thing that you do, it's just, uh, you know, and, and obviously there's there's uh, the chips and queso metaphor of madness. But like, it's just because I was thinking like, well, what if they could just maybe for those 80,000 nodes, they could charge a dollar? Right. And then and then they could get what they want. But then I thought, oh, but then every single rail customer would want that same deal because it's pretty much the same thing. So yep. you can't do that. 
And then and then you're like, uh, so then why? And then you got the sales the salespeople for that account who are always like, well, that's that's my eighty thousand dollars. I just haven't gotten them to sign the papers yet. Like every every quarter, someone. Well, and and, and the next time they're like. You know, we got you for eighty thousand. Can I get you for ninety right. this year? But I think right, right. your earlier point, Cote, <laughs> go back in time. It's like I'm with you on the free software side. Hey, this is kind of how it goes, and you got to accept the risk. I'm with you on that. But like, I do think like look at the vendor side. It's like okay, like what? Okay, reputational risk. Like people are generally really skeptical when vendors do stuff like acquire something like a CentOS, and it's like okay, so this yeah. is just another example of like when something is acquired, people are going to be skeptical of it, and then. Vendors spend tons of time and money trying to convince everyone, like, no, we want to be part of the community. We go to the conferences, participate. And it's like all of that marketing, all of that money that is spent trying to create that goodwill is just instantly wiped away with acts like this. Like, this is the chance. And then the other thing I would say is at, at the beginning, it's like, why? Like, this existed outside of Red Hat. Why buy it? Like, if this is, you know what I mean? Just leave it alone. Don't go. Like, I mean, you can right. always. That was my. Like, that was my next. Just question leave it as it is. Right. You don't have to get involved. Yeah. yeah. Well, or, or, or even, even further back is like, I mean, I don't obviously know the history enough, but like, why would Red Hat pull that stuff in in the first place? Because, like, like because, it's, it's, it seems like a lot of. Well, talk about risk. It's just like a. It seems like you're just getting a problem for yourself that didn't really <laughs> exist before. Well, classically, Red Hat's biggest competitor was never Microsoft. It wasn't Windows. They were going after commercial Unix, right? They're like, we're going to eat all the AIX and Solaris. Those people will come to RHEL for you know x86, high-quality mm-hmm. server OSs. And then somewhere, that market died, disappeared, is gone, and their biggest competitor became CentOS. You know, the community became, when the sales guy goes out in the field, he's like, oh, you know, I, I'm not killing Solaris on this deal. I got to kill CentOS, right? I got to kill our free stuff. And when when, when your salespeople have made that transition, that's when things get dicey as an open source business. When you have to go after your community instead of going after, you know, named sure, competition, sure. you know, and so someone somewhere sat down with that spreadsheet that, that's ruling the business and said, you know what? If we kill this, uh, we'll get some blowback. You know what? But we're going to juice 2022. You know, uh, you know the, the Q4 numbers for 2021 are going to be awesome because you know we're going to have all those open source conversions, and that's going to juice our numbers. And you know what? We'll deal with that. You know, this Rocky Linux. You know, you know somebody knew that was already going to happen. They didn't know right, what to call, right, right. but that was in the slide deck, the internal you know confidential slide deck for you know let's kill CentOS has you know this is the this is what will happen anyone who game plan this thing knows this was going to happen so so right? that i i mean i mean I, w- I was thinking even further back of like why would when red hat was on its own in 2015 like like pull centos in and and like 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 to 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 fast forward a little bit maybe you know i always like trying to come up with like general principles or rules of thumb there would have to be many other cases. You don't want to build a principle from one example unless you're a consultant or you're writing case studies. But like, I think maybe the principle we should think about here ongoing is that if you are an open source based business, it is rarely ever a good idea to, I'm putting this in air quotes, acquire your, your CentOS, 
right? Like if there's someone who takes your source, the, the, the source code of an open core or an open source product that you sell, you should just leave them be. And because once you acquire them, now you carry the burden of paying to compete with yourself, right? Like you yep. can't, you can't successfully ever shut that down basically and move <laughs> you can't ever move the revenue that the company that no one paid to use to you to your own revenue, right? And so, like that that's that's like the 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 mind cloggingly frustrating more thing of like, well, why does this thing? If you're gonna because end it was doing, cheap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was super cheap, and it let them control their community a little more, right? And yeah, yeah. You know, it set the stage for juicing the Q4. 2021 numbers <laughs> right right no no but but, but that's 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 I mean, literally the, that's, one day that's it but you i do know, think that, to your point cote i think a, a general principle could be this for open source businesses it's like design your open source based business such that you assume there is a version of the software that exists 100 percent outside of your control that is essentially you know replicating all of that functionality like really yeah. you should think that when you're running that business you should say i know this is going to exist fact i want it to exist and i now need to build a business and a value proposition that assumes that is the case right and yeah. never get involved in trying to acquire these things and if you can't answer the question of like well why is someone going to buy me instead of this other thing you probably have a very good indication that this is a bad business right you're not going to ultimately really reach venture scale returns and you should stay out of it right get, get or think of something completely different because um, well, i think that we've seen play out over yeah. and over yeah, your competition should not be your community. It should be, you know, somebody else. And if 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 growing your pie means you have to compete with your pie, that's not, you know, that's not scalable. So, you know, for all the complaining folks like Elasticsearch do about, you know, open distro for Elasticsearch, it's like, you know what? There should be a big enough market that you're attacking that you don't have to care about those people, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't survive having open source cannibalize your business, then maybe you shouldn't be an open source. Today's show is sponsored by StrongDM. Working from home, managing a gazillion SSH keys, database passwords, and Kubernetes certs? Meet StrongDM. Manage and audit access to servers, databases, and Kubernetes clusters, no matter where your employees are. With StrongDM, easily extend your identity provider to manage infrastructure access. Automate onboarding, offboarding, and moving people within roles with the click of a button. Trusted by companies like Hearst, Peloton, and SoFi to manage access, you have more control and less hassle. StrongDM. Manage and audit remote access to infrastructure. Start your free 14-day trial today at strongdm.com slash SDT, all uppercase. Again, that's strongdm.com slash SDT. No credit card required. And of course, we thank StrongDM for sponsoring our show. So, Matt Ray, are you going to buy a new uh, some of these Apple earphones? <laughs> no, no, Speaking I'm not. Speaking of open source. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean... I respect Apple. They're they're pure in what they do. You know, they they bought uh, they bought the the Beats company and uh, you know milking it for tons of money. You know, they're they're not betraying the Beats community. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, there, I, there there must be at least five people on the world, only like two of which work at Apple, who know uh, concern themselves with the Beats community. Like there must be, there must be like, you no, know, you digital. Know 
oh my wireless gosh. headphones monthly out there. Oh, and there's some God. reporters who were like, well, this move, I mean, they chose eight microphones instead of yeah. 10. And I'm a little yeah. concerned about the Beats community and oh, their response. Gosh. Yeah, you're right. Those people exist. Um, I Yeah, I know they exist. I'm probably, probably in my spam box asking to be on our podcast. <laughs> well hey um, they're gonna give us some free airpods max yeah, yeah. we can make that happen you know so yeah we're, I, we're already chilling i would say enough. the uh i mean listen i understand apple's products are expensive trust me i know that but at 549 I've, i mean this one really felt like wow uh someone said then you if you want to get the additional um uh, adapter like if you need to plug it into an airplane you have to buy the uh, the the uh, lightning adapter which is like another $15 so like you know a long trip you want to use your fancy so it's like so someone said that basically puts you $50 within an actual iPhone so it's like wow that kind of puts it in perspective like these airpods are as much as an iPhone which is the iPhone pretty doesn't insane. come with headphones or does it just come with the the uh, not anymore. Headphones? I don't think they. I don't think they ship the iPhones anymore with uh, ear, earbuds of any kind. Any so. no no headphones. But, but here, you, you know, you know, I, I we don't need to spend too long on it. But here is what here is what I need some input on. What is what is the business case for buying these these headphones? Is there a business case? Right? Like, is is it is it is the sound quality going to be so fantastic? Okay, let me ask the question and lay out my answer, and then y'all can <laughs> add on. Like, so perhaps the sound quality is so fantastic because of the sheer acoustic engineering. I don't know what you call that stuff, and uh, and also because instead of like the uh, you know I got the AirPod Pros and th those are great, right? But maybe if you got the cup over your ear, that's even better as far as like sound. And then it's also you know it's got this. 13 microphones or whatever so maybe it's even better for noise canceling right maybe you could actually be in an airplane seat right underneath the air vent and your headphones would still work for no noise i canceling. think kote the answer to this is is really the answer to what you're seeking it's part of being the default lifestyle if you yeah, are if yeah. you're bought into That's the Apple community know. and this is what you want and you decided like your life demands some over the ear noise canceling uh headsets and you want it to just look and work just like your airpods you're willing you're gonna like i'm gonna buy the default 549 i'm sure they sound probably good are they as you know uh, like friend of the show here uh you know brian uh brian eagle he's a big audiophile he used to tell me all the time like uh he'd have these other obscure brands i never heard of he's like for the best sound you got to go to these other brands that are super high -end. so it's like that group of people they're not living the default lifestyle right they're reading the sound reviews in this if you're living the default lifestyle you're like Fine, I'll throw another $200 on top of the Bose, call it even, and I'll listen to uh, my beautiful sounds in the, in the plane and on, and on the walks. That would be the pitch so, for it. And then here, there, there's two more things in my business case, potentially. that I One is like, I don't know, integration with Apple stuff, right? Like, so I, I don't know about y'all, but I have experienced the... Uh, like all new Apple stuff that's overly smart, it looks like some wizardry going on every now and then that kind of sort of doesn't work. But like, you know how now it'll like switch your earphones to the various devices that you're using? Like you don't necessarily have to go in to uh, do it manually each time. So that's nice. I mean, you don't need to pay 500, uh, yeah, however many dollars for that. You don't have to pay Apple for that. Go ahead. Anyways. <laughs> so, but you know, there, there could be features like that that are interesting. Now, the, the other thing, is I'm very interested in the quality of those microphones. Now, if those microphones 
like produce the same kind of recording as like this mic that I'm using here, I still wouldn't have a business case to buy it. But then I would be a little more understanding of like, I can just be like a lobot wearing these things all the time. And like my microphone quality is going to be as good as like this fancy mic that I use for my uh, professional audio recording. Optimize like, for Zoom meetings. That's what they should write on it. Yes. I don't know if that's true or not, but that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We didn't really put together a good business case for that. <laughs> no, no. Cause I, I mean, the only people who are going to buy them are like the, the Apple lifestyle people who don't realize that they can get higher quality stuff cheaper from, you know, from Jabra or, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, wait, before we completely, um, before we pour a, a snowflake and we uh, we say something's not good and then we regret <laughs> it, let's get this at least on record no, for no. the thing. So my question would be this: like when I first saw AirPods and I just saw the TV ad or the, the announced, I really was like, eh, you know, maybe I don't know, doesn't necessarily that big. And then I used AirPods, and to me, life changing. I mean, it really was the integration with Apple, the fact that you can like do a million different things and listen to your podcast yeah. was significantly better. Then I, in fact, I didn't even do it till like someone really literally gave me a pair to like just try for a few minutes. And I was like, wow, I get it. So is it possible that we will have that? I don't know if this, know, is, that, this is what I'm asking. Is, I don't know. I, it, does, it seems very hard to believe that the same <laughs> kind of feeling. It's not a change in interface, right? There's yeah. not like, you know, not this a step has function. features that you can't get in the, mm. you know, the, the earbud ones. It's mm. like, no, this is just, you know. Hey, we got some foam well, rubber. Matt, do you have and... AirPods? You probably don't have AirPods, do you? No, I, I so so here on my desk, I've got I've got my my Jabra seventy mm-hmm. fives, which wire cutter. It's their favorite ones. I don't like them that much, right? Wow. The, the, I don't the, the they like wow. fall Hot out of tick. my ears. You haven't had yeah. the AirPods experience, um, my friend. We need well, to get got, you the I tribe. Them, I, I got them to replace my running headphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, which did you catch were, them? Huh? <laughs> that was awful. Whew, terrible. Um. So I and they didn't they didn't stay in my ears very well while I was running, uh, and so I replaced them with uh, you know some some other brand that does the over the ear ones, which I, I need. I don't know, maybe my ears are a weird shape, but you know they were falling out and making a lot of noise while I ran, so I didn't care for them for that. They were good for exercise, but not running. Whatever. Anyway, right. so they're pretty good. They're I think Wirecutter's favorite, you know, wireless headphones. They're all right. You know, that, that's my, my review. All right, you I, didn't have, those, I don't know. You didn't have the moment. I had the I, epiphany. I have you know, yeah. their best running headphones, which, you know, I, I really like those. And I just can't remember the brand right now. Um, and then I've got my my big wired uh, audio tech, which, you know, huh. I actually prefer those. You know, and then, you know, for podcasting, I've got another Jabber wired headset. I don't rock the handheld mic or the the big mic. That's, and that's... then I've got my Bose noise canceling ones for when I'm on planes. <laughs> and then I've got my Chinese knockoff wow. ones. You're like well over at... the iPod. The iPod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're like the, uh... if you add them all together, all, you know the the <laughs> you're almost in the same price. I got six headphones for the same price of these Apple ones. That's awesome. That's what I'm. That's what I'm that's saying. Awesome. Is if you're if 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 you were living this lowbot lifestyle, right? Maybe you've just got the one thing that does all this stuff. And hold on, I just I just remembered it has a volume knob on it. Oh, a knob? Yeah, it, it's it's ah, inspired like by that. the by the uh, the digital crown on the uh, the watch. The copy says, and I oh. think I, I I don't know. You got me on the volume knob. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, my 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 twenty dollar Chinese headphones have a volume knob. Of course, uh, they are wired. It's yeah. probably not inspired by the Apple Watch digital crown, though. No, it's probably inspired by their day job working for Bose. <laughs> you know, you know, I I just I just you know to your point, Brandon. I didn't expect we'd talk this long about this, but like, I have I have. Like this, you know, when when you turn, you got I got the uh, the AirPods Pro, and when you like put them in, and they make that little ding noise, and then everything just quiets down. It's just a very happy part of my yeah. day every life. It's just very uh, it's integral to my lifestyle. I really and oh yeah. So maybe these things they these would be the same thing. It would just be like just uh, you know therapy by product. I think is uh, maybe I should I can start ordering them December fifteenth. I should look into some. All right, Lobart. Yeah, maybe maybe by next time. All right, all right. Well, uh, you know, I don't know if there's really any conferences to go over. I did submit some some call for papers to like KubeCon Europe, which I think is in like May or something. I don't know. And talking uh, about Docker. Yeah. Uh, is there? <laughs> oh yes, that was a, that was a joke. <laughs> I didn't I didn't catch your your headphones or anything, but. Whew, uh yeah, I've been I've found some conferences to submit CFPs to, but I don't think there's really anything going on at the moment conference wise. Uh do we have any bureaucracy to go over, Brandon? Just uh, a couple quick things here. I sent some stickers to Martin in Virginia. He thinks it's not only for the free stickers, but also the entertainment enlightenment. Oh, I'm sorry, the entertainment and enlightenment on my daily walks, on his daily walks. So, hey, thanks a lot for Martin for writing in. And if you would like to get some stickers like Martin, just email me at stickers at softwaredefiningtalk.com, and I will be happy to uh, send you some stickers anywhere in the world. Um, we did have to remail the stickers front to Nepal. I guess it never made it. Hopefully the next batch did. I don't know. We'll see. Also, we're uh, coming up on uh, doing our Ask, a, Ask Us Anything episode. The AMA is... Uh, the people like to say. So if you have questions you want us to answer, put them in the Slack, sending us an email, send us a direct message on Twitter. We'll be able to put it in the queue of, uh, we've got a lot of good questions on, on a variety of topics so far. So, uh, but we always need more. So send us those questions. All right. All right. Well, with that, uh, Matt Ray, what do you have to recommend this week? Uh, this week's recommendation is a new video game. Uh, not Not really new. It's been out for five six years but uh new new to me playing with uh playing with my son uh, called factorio um again this is not a new game but uh it finally went 1.0 it's you are a crash landed astronaut and you gotta build stuff and so if you like uh the whole grinding out and building things type of genre you know tower defense it's all those wrapped into one very addictive and uh fun to play co-op hmm that sounds. Oh, so does co-op mean together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, my son goes around putting, you know, wave after wave of of defense, and I like make the economy work. <laughs> huh. That's good. I'll have to put that on the list. That when I was talking with my uh, my therapist for our session over the holidays, I was like, I'm about to spend three weeks uh, with my family where I'm not working, so I'm I I need to figure out how to not go crazy. And uh, he told me I need to have plans and activities. So maybe I'll put that there. We'll see how that works out. How about yourself, Brandon? What do you have to recommend? Uh, This week, I'm just going to recommend kind of an old movie, The Good Shepherd. It has like Matt Damon, uh, Angelina Jolie, um, some other famous actors in it. So I don't know. it's, it's, It's been out for a long time. So I just stumbled across it on Hulu. It's kind of a loosely based on, I guess, like 
how the CIA was created. So if you're kind of in this like spy, kind of a cerebral thriller, I enjoyed it. it oh, actually, I remember that one. Yeah, it's actually kind of long. I was looking for something to kind of like zone out for a couple of hours. So um, if you're looking for something long, that's it's kind of I would say it's, I would actually say it's a little slow, but that was kind of what I was in the mood for. But it was interesting. So uh, check it out. It's on Hulu, probably a bunch of other places as well. Because he's Matt Damon's like like weird fifties spooky guy kind of not spooky. I mean, I guess he is a spook. So, but it, it's that one, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was. Huh. I forgot about that movie. Well, my recommendation, I, I kind of uh, alluded to it a little bit, is uh, so I've been using Safari, and uh, I realized that I I needed an ad blocker because I use ad blocker in Chrome. Uh, but then I remember there was this one called one blocker that you can use in Safari and it works on your phone. And, uh, I don't think it works on the AirPod, Air, AirPod maxes, uh, as far as we know yet, but it works on your iPad and your iPhone and your laptop, but only with Safari and it's, it's good. And it's, and you know, you can just pay like $14 for a lifetime subscription which just means it just updates its list of regex things or something uh, whenever it wants to. It's a stream-based system, and uh, it works well. <laughs> and and I, I would recommend it as far as an ad blocker for the uh, the iPad lifestyle. It's, Kote, it's nice. Kote, you're, you're, <laughs> you're undermining all these uh, free business models that are giving products away. I know, I know. It, it, it's it's funny. I always have this ethical dilemma of like, should I turn, should I unblock this the company that I work for, or do I need to uh, put them on the block list too? But pro tip, I had this I had this moment. You know, I stopped using the Instagram app, therefore Instagram for a while because I just got sick of the ads in it. And then yep. I realized if I have this one blocker thing, I could use the web interface for Instagram, and it'll block all the ads. Now you're talking. Did that theory work? Yes, it did. It's perfect. Nice. And in fact, the ad blocking is even so aggressive that I've had to turn it off for YouTube because you know how you can put little like information download now pop-ups and things at the end of YouTube videos? Like I put those in all the videos that I do and they would never show up. And I realized the ad blocker was blocking them, which is which is quite savvy. And then you don't see comments. Oh, it's so nice. It's just like, uh, you should check that out. It's good stuff. Well, with that, as always, this has been Software Defined Talk. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 275. We got a Slack channel. You can join. We've broadcast this live on uh, Twitch. I don't think we upload the videos anywhere. We should probably do that sometime. Uh, but, you know, you should enjoy this stuff in your ear holes anyways. Bye-bye. Bye. Some people do blameless. We know. We know it was Skype.